glad that you are all here today. What a wonderful time together with the people of God. I look forward every week to this opportunity to come together with the people of the Lord and to open the Word of God, break the bread of life. Amen. I pray this morning that God will speak to your heart. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 41, and I'm going to read one verse, verse number 10, and I'm also going to reference Psalm 103 and verse number 19. Amen. Say along with Brother Danny how thankful we are for all of you who have been working and laboring in the kingdom of God. And we had a busy day yesterday with a wedding, and then yet several of our team members were here last night until very late and um, just trying to do what we do a little better than the way we do it. And uh, we've got to always be getting better. We've got to always be taking a step forward. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you this morning. I know these are trying times and these are difficult times. And the church must continue to move forward by faith. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 41, verse number 10. Fear thou not. Why don't you look at your neighbor and tell him don't be afraid. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. There's probably nothing more comforting than knowing the Lord is with us. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. That means I'm, he's mine. He's mine. I will strengthen thee. This is the Lord speaking. I, the Lord, says, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. These are some comforting words today. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That is talking about with the power of the Almighty God. Psalm 103 verse 19 says, The Lord hath prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. By the help of the Lord this morning, I want to speak into your hearing from this subject. God is in charge of everything. God is in charge of everything. I want you to speak to that situation that you're dealing with today. And I want you to declare God is in charge of everything. I want you to speak to that sickness in your body and declare this morning God is in charge of everything. I want you to speak to that financial situation today and declare God is in charge of everything. Come on, speak to that mountain this morning and declare God is in charge. The enemy's not in charge. God is in charge 
of everything. Right now, God, come on, glorify him with me. We thank you this morning, God. Let your word accomplish that purpose for which you were sending today, that every heart may be lifted this morning, that those in need may have that need met. In the name of the Lord, we ask, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. The signs of our time are everywhere. I don't know that I've lived in my 49 years of living. I don't know that I have lived and ever seen such widespread turmoil that we are in today. Particularly the signs that are in the heavens and in the weather and all of the things that are happening around us, California and Oregon are on fire. Washington is on fire. British Columbia and Alberta, Montana are all on fire. Nova Scotia and Greece and Brazil, Portugal, all on fire. Greenland and Siberia, all on fire. Texas is underwater and parts of Louisiana are underwater. India, Pakistan and that region are experiencing record monsoons and massive death tolls that are widespread, newsworthy. Sierra Leone is experiencing massive flooding and mudslides and deaths by the thousands. Europe and the Middle East uh, is being crushed by the death grip of massive triple-digit heat waves. Southern California is under the sweltering triple-digit heat that seems to not let up. Yellowstone is being shaken over 2,300 tremors since uh, June, a 5.3 earthquake in Idaho. Japan recently had a 6.1 Earthquake Just this past week, Mexico experienced an 8.2 earthquake. Hurricane Harvey has devastated the majority of East Texas. Irma now is pressing down with massive, uh, widespread uh, damage and devastation and loss of lives over uh, the whole tropical region. Then we have Jose and Katia that are following behind. And they're saying eight more potential for- storms that are forming right now. While Florida this morning is being inundated with powerful, powerful storms. I received text messages just before service and even late last night asking the church to pray and asking people to to uh, reach out and uh, concern not only with property but with lives and people who can't communicate with one another. We are in uh, a time when I, I believe perhaps God is trying to get the attention of the world. David declares in verse 19 that God is in charge of everything. 
if God truly is in charge of everything, then may I ask why then has, does it seem that the world has forgotten about Him? If truly God is in charge of everything, then why have we seen the degree in which many are so emboldened in their evil doings? It stands as an absolute testimony to the fact that God has been diminished in the minds of people. It is not God any longer that is in the forefront of our minds, but faith has dwindled in God, and we have put our trust in many other areas. They see God as small instead of giant. They see Him weak instead of powerful. They think perhaps that God is too deaf, too deaf that they cannot and that he will not hear their plea. Perhaps the world thinks that God is too blind to see their plight. His arm perhaps is too short, they think, to reach them. His heart is too small to love and understand them. I think it goes without saying that the lifestyle of millions stands as a silent witness to their absolute diminished view of God. Our out-of-orbit world government systematically seeks to diminish God and belittle God. His name is blasphemed and profaned. They snuff at God. Hollywood and the media seemingly have waged war on God. The government have passed laws in direct conflict with the Word of God and then are surprised when God speaks back through the elements of nature. There, there appears to be a conspiracy of darkness that is in our evil world. The desire of the enemy is to put distance between God and man. God's desire has always been to be in close communion with man. That's why he walked with Adam in the garden in the cool of, evening, of the evening, but it was sin that separated God and man. It is sin, the avenue that is used to put distance between God and man, to push them apart, to keep us from being close to Him. We turn to God often in times of trouble, but we forget Him on the days that everything seems to be going well. We make room for God when our world collapses, but we, 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 He can't even elbow His way in when everything is going good. They point fingers at the church for not being open in times of devastation, yet they will not dare to darken the doors on the days when everything is going good. Can I submit to you this morning that God is able to take charge of everything? Man seems to think that God can take charge of death, a funeral, but he doesn't rule over the festival days of life. 
He can preside over a dead body, they feel, but not over a living soul. This is not only because of the the maliciousness of the human spirit, but I'm certain that so many have a warped view of God. Our thinking about God is diminished. Our view of Him has, has become so small that God has become so small that it's as if we are viewing him from a very long ways away. We no longer walk up close and personal with him. We view God through the chaos of our schedules, our agendas, our hobbies, our things, our life. Where is God When we need Him, they ask. I submit this morning that He is at the same place that we walked away from Him. He hasn't walked away from us, but we have walked away from Him. God has become small in our sight because we're viewing Him from too far away. There are too many obstacles in the path of our line of sight, and therefore we're seeing everything else instead of seeing God. God has dwindled in our thoughts as we have moved farther away from Him. He's seen so small when he when we're seeing him from so far away but I want to preach hope into this congregation today I want you to know today that if you will take a step toward God he will take a step toward us his word declares if we will draw nigh unto God he will draw nigh unto us And I want to remind you today that God, His arm is not short. His ear is not deaf. He is not small. He is not insignificant. As a matter of fact, I want to remind every person in this congregation today that God is still in charge of everything that He has created. Sadly, our society has put out the sacred fires of righteousness. Man has changed their view of God. It was in 1844 that Professor Samuel Morris sent his first message across a, telescope, across a telegraph. He, he sent it, uh, this message from uh, across this experimental line to Washington, D.C., and his message was, What hath God wrought? It was in 1969 when Neil Armstrong first stepped on the moon and his first words have been made famous. One small step for man and one giant step for mankind. It seems today that man has used every tactic possible to muscle God out of the equation of life. It is man, they think, that rules over the festivals of life. God is no longer in the consideration of the mind of so many. God has become a story for the history books, but far too antiquated for this modern day. We have moved so far away from God. And then we wonder, why are there so many lives that are full of despair? 
Why are there so many lives that are broken? Why are there so many people that are live their life with anxiety and fear and worry and fret? More people today that are on prescription medication for all of these sorts of emotional and mental conditions. Why is it? Perhaps it is because their life is filled with despair because they are not seeing God up close and personal. There is no peace in their life. There is no joy in their life. There is no real victory in their life. There is no joy, no excitement, no enthusiasm. The reason is the same for both. It is because we see God from so far away and He has become diminished in our minds. It's the way we view Him and the way that we see Him. His Word goes forth, but it seems that it is no longer really important to heed the word of the Lord. Uh, this week, my wife had me come and listen to the governor of Florida as he made uh, about a 10 or 15 minute announcement regarding uh, regarding the condition of the state of Florida and the potential uh, of, of this horrific storm that is pressing down. And the governor, if those of you listened to that speech, it would be worth going back and listen. I listened to him and he sounded like a preacher standing in a pulpit on a Sunday. He was telling them, listen, this is... Is we're not playing. This is for real. Heed the warning. Don't take a risk. Don't take a chance. There will become a point. You can, right now, you can get out, he said. But when the storm hits, if you call, there'll be nothing that we can do. You've got to act now. Heed the warning. Listen to the call. Work now. Operate now. Move now. Change now. Do something now. And he would reiterate over and over again. It's, he sounded like the voice of a lonely preacher in a pulpit telling people don't be lost. Don't go to hell. We're living in the end time. We're living in the last days. Change your ways. Heed the warning. Come to God today while there's chance. Do something now. Don't wait until life falls apart. Bring your family to God now. Make sure you're saved today. His coming is soon. Heed the call and people listen with a smirk on their face and rush out the door to see who can be the first one to get in the lunch line. But I come this morning to tell you that this day is quickly approaching when people are going to come running in the doors of the church saying, I need help. I need God. We are living in these last days. We are here. We're in the last days. The world needs the church. And the church must be prayed up and on fire. Why is the world responding the way they do? Many people that I've heard, and some I understand, there's some that simply can't get out. There were some that couldn't get out of harm's way. I understand uh, that the governor was making, he was telling them, here's a hotline you can call. 
If you do not have the gas to get where you need to go, here is a hotline you can call. If you do not have the finances to get where you need to go, here is a hotline. We will do everything we can to help you. He was reaching out to them. If I've ever heard a politician stand and felt in his spirit that he had nothing to gain, but he was reaching for the lives of people. He was asking them. He was begging them, don't take chances. We do not need heroes at this moment. We need people to step out and move now. If your area has be, is being evacuated, step out and leave. Go. Go do what you need. Do whatever. Take care of whatever you need to. You can replace your things. You can replace. You can rebuild your home. But you can't replace your life or the life of your family. Over and again, he would tell them. Over and again, I saw Facebook posts. I heard from others, no, we're going to ride this out. Have you ever been in a hurricane before? I have. Nothing like the hurricane that is coming down upon the state of Florida this morning. I've been in hurricanes, but never the hurricane like that they are seeing. I'm telling you, you don't want to try to ride out this storm. You don't want to try to take your chances. It's way too risky. I, I, I'm, I'm not here this morning. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not one here this morning telling you to evacuate Indiana. We should be safe here this morning, at least we think. But I am a lonely preacher in a pulpit telling you, come on, you've got to save yourself from this untoward generation. Come on, heads of household, you've got to get your family prayed up and ready. The day is approaching. The day is approaching. The coming of the, of the Lord is very soon. You've got to be ready. No man knows the day nor the hour. It could be your day today. If he doesn't return in the clouds of glory, he could call you from this earth today. Come on, get ready you don't know when it's coming be ready don't wait for me to end this message you need to get ready act now act now but there's so many unbelievers Thomas was comfortable with his with his criticism of, the, of his fellow disciples. He thought they were just dreaming. They were imagining. They were covering up for their own failure to follow him. It's weak-minded people, they say, that are Christians. He said he wouldn't believe except he could thrust his hand into his wounds. Only then would I believe. And when the Lord said, Thomas, put your hand in my side. Put your hand into the nail prints. Thomas was bold in his unbelief. But when he got close enough to the Lord, to where he could see him up close and personal, and he could take his hand and feel the nail prints, and when he could thrust his hand into his side, his response quickly changed. He went from becoming a delusional doubter to saying, my Lord and my God. Because your distance from God will change your perspective. Oh, how perspective changes as we get closer to God. 
When Elisha's servant was withering at the side of the Syrians, the prophet's cry was just open. Just open his eyes and let him see. And when he drew near, he saw a flaming horseman and the chariots of God standing guard over God's man. Job, the highest thing that Job in his day could imagine were the stars. And Job declared, I beheld the moon and the stars. Is not God in the height of heaven? He said, behold, is not God in the height of heaven? He challenged us to look up to see that God was in the height of heaven. If all the hurricanes, the flooding, the death, the disasters and the earthquakes are not enough, a solar eclipse that just recently happened had the world standing gazing into the heavens. If that wasn't enough for you just to stop and be in awe of there must be a God in heaven. But this morning, my challenge to this congregation is to stop viewing God at a distance from the earth to the sun, from from earth to heaven, but start viewing God in an up-close and personal way. We need an encounter with God today. We need an encounter with God today. Oh, preacher, I hear you saying this all the time. Hear this lonely preacher in this pulpit this morning. We need to touch God in a special way today. Isaiah said, whom would you liken unto God or what can you compare to him? And he goes on to declare, God is in control of everything and there's nobody quite like him. A few years ago, scientists at NASA were astonished at man's ability to develop technology to be able to take pictures of stars. See, we, we get amazed and amused at, at our ability to be able to take a picture of a star. Man's invention has become so wonderful and so powerful that we now have lenses. We have built and developed and designed lenses to be able. The engineers have them so it can draw a star in so close that they're able to take pictures of stars and see them not I know you can all flash your camera at stars but now they're able to zoom in and get them close enough that they can take pictures and be able to see the star in a very up close and personal way and we we are like oh wow this is amazing look at this technology this is amazing look how smart we've become but the Bible said that the Lord made them all with the power of his word and Job declares all we've heard out of him is just a whisper (laughs) Job says all we've heard of God is only a whisper of his word what I'm telling you this morning is that God can send thundering into your situation today that sickness in your body, God can speak a word in a moment, in an instant, and it will, it will happen right now. God can speak a word right now. Come on, you've you got you to stay with me for a couple of minutes here this morning. We've got some spiritual work to do today because God is wanting to speak into some people's lives. God is wanting to speak healing into somebody's life. God is wanting to turn somebody's situation around this morning. You think you've heard from God. You think all you've heard from God, Job said, in all of his creation was only a whisper. When God got ready to create the stars, he didn't need a committee in heaven. The scripture said that he did it in five words, and he made the stars also. 
It was almost like passing. Let's move on to something else. That's because God is in charge of everything. If he looks at the sparrows and knows every sparrow that falls and if he counts the number of the hairs or the lack thereof of the hair that is on your head, how much more is he concerned about your situation and your need? All you need to do today is get closer to him. Get to where he is and cry out to him and let him come on the scene and make a way for you. Somebody lift your hands right where you are and call on the name of the Lord. I don't know what everyone is experiencing this morning. I don't know what everyone is going through. I know what some of you are going through. You've asked me to pray with you about things. You've asked me to, 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 to counsel with you about certain things. And I, so I know what some of you are going through. I know what some of you are facing. Some of you, I have no idea what you may be going through today. I have no idea where you may be in life. I don't know what kind of load you may be under. But I do want to announce to you today that whatever it is, and however deep you may seem to be in it, and however heavy the load is, can I tell tell you that God is still in charge of all of it what you're worried about God is not worried about what you're afraid of and nervous about God is not nervous about it I dare some of you to go home and throw away everything that you have been using as a crutch to get through life because of worry and fear and anxiety and let God come on the scene and heal the brokenness in your spirit and in your life. Right now, in the power by the power of the Holy Ghost, I speak healing over emotional situations. I speak into every person that, that is crippled by fear and crippled by worry and crippled by anxiety that is brought on by the fear and the worry in the name of the Lord right now I speak healing I speak peace over that situation right now in the name of the Lord by the power of the Holy Ghost by the power of the word of God I speak healing right now I speak it now in Jesus name I'll throw your hands in the air and give God praise God's not worried about it God's not afraid of it Preacher, what are you doing this morning? I'll tell you what I'm doing. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians, the first chapter, that he is far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Go ahead and name it. Cancer, kidney disease, heart disease, nervous conditions, whatever it is, every name that has been named, not only in this world, but in that which, which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things in the church. I come this morning to tell you that God has got your situation under his foot. He's got it under control. I submit to you this morning a God that's not struggling. He's not weak. He's not worried. He's not surprised. You don't even need a Bible to figure out how great God is. All you've got to do is look around you and begin to wonder. Look around you and begin to think. 
How great is my God. I want you to understand that God reached down and scooped from the dust of the ground Scientists say it takes oxygen and water and salt and calcium and carbon and chlorine and phosphorus and fat, some of us a little more, iron and sulfur and glycerin. All of these things have to be mixed together in order to make a human body. But God scooped down in the dust and he picked up some dirt. And he formed from the dust of the ground And he breathed into that formation the breath of life. If God can make a human body by scooping dust from the ground, is he not able to speak a word into your situation that has you nervous and worried and filled with anxiety? Is he not able to speak a word in your situation? God is in charge. God is in control. And then when he got finished making that human body, he said, well, I made this one out of dust. Now I'm going to make the next one out of the side. And he pulls a rib out of the side and he made another one. And he gave him to, to the man to be his helpmeet. And I don't know, I'm amazed at how God is able to create. But this much I do know, God is still in the creation business. I'll talk more about this later, but here's what I want you to understand. There's people this morning that are in this room that I, I hear your excuses as you're saying, yeah, but... But you don't know my situation. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've gone. You don't know what I deal with. You don't know my struggles. You don't know where I'm at right now, Pastor. You you don't know. You don't know. But God does. And there is nothing that is impossible with Him. If he could take a man that was persecuting the church and turn him into a preacher that writes the majority of the New Testament, I want you to know that he can change his name from Saul to Paul. He's not worried about what you've done. He's able to take and fix and rework and make you over again. Come on from the front of the room to the back right now. Why don't you stand to your feet, throw your hands in the air and begin to submit to the Lord right now and begin to declare to him right now, God, here I am. My situation Situation, I turn to you. God, you, I've heard the preacher preach this morning that you're in charge. My situation's in your hands. I put it into your control, God. Work it out to fit your will. Mold me, make me, shape me, form me into your image to be what you would have me to be. Come on, talk to the Lord this morning. Yes, Lord. Yes. If 
I've spoken to somebody this morning and the Lord's dealing with your spirit today and you want to step out from where you are, I open these altars. Come to the Lord this morning, surrendering and submitting it to Him and declaring, God, you're in charge. You're in control. out to the Lord this morning. He's able to do just what he said he would do. Oh, yes. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Oh, yes. Don't give up on God cause he won't give up on you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up. Come on, do you believe the Lord is able today? Do you believe he's able today? Come on, reach out to him. He's able to do what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Oh, yes. Don't give up on here's what we're going to do this morning if you're in the room and you have a need in your life maybe a sickness in your 
body, maybe a situation you don't even want to announce. You don't have to tell anybody what that need is this morning. But you do, if you have a need, I just want you to take and lift up your hand real high. If you have something in your life, a need, I want you to look around you now. If somebody standing near you has a hand raised, I want you to reach over to where they are. Take them by the hand. Put a hand on a shoulder. Just connect with them however you can, whatever's comfortable. Come on, keep that hand raised real high. That need that is standing next to you right now, join your faith with them. Link up with them right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak healing and hope and help. In the name of the Lord, God, let every situation be met right now. God, you said if two or three would agree touching anything, that you would do it right now by faith in the Word of God. We speak to that situation. We speak to that mountain. Be removed moved and be cast into the sea. Let help come now. Let faith arise. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered in the name of the Lord. Now somebody rejoice in the Lord today. Rejoice in the Lord today.